define a day now. It's good to be back. Although you wouldn't have realized I've been gone because I was here last Sunday. But I have been gone. I was doing at Bible College for a week. And that was my second last module. So I've just got one more module to do. And I should hear this week about my MIT interview. So at the start of March, I was doing the big interview. I'm just a little stressed. Um, but I'm going to get some word back this week about it as well. So just to give you a wee bit of feedback and progress, how far I am, we are that. It's exciting. I feel felled. I feel refreshed. I feel challenged. And worn out on the same way after a great week doing at Regents. So I'm feeling full, so I'm not quite sure if it will come out my mouth this morning, but I'm sure it'll be in line with God's word. <laughs> um, most of the time. So, Kevin, am I half allowed? I just feel half allowed. Can we go do a wee bit? That's oh, fine. I think I'm loud enough. I think I mic sometimes, and I just feel I'm booming right now. I'm booming. Anyway, so... Kevin has been doing a series with the church and song of songs. So when he, he said he was going to do that, and he had us all doing our homework, mine, in the prayer chat. I was like, ooh, homework, I like homework. But I decided right then, I was like, okay, the church is doing a series. I'm just going to read. That's going to be my daily devotional. I'm going to read song of songs. I'm going to maybe study a wee bit and maybe get a set with a couple of verses and look confused and ask the Lord what they mean. Just sort of taking my time, enjoying the book that we're looking at. And Kevin has done an excellent job. He has set us up with some of the basics, spoke about what the book is a boot. So that's where my head space is a boot. So I offered, I was like, do you want me to continue a wee bit um, with the series? Um, he said, aye, that was fine. So I've got a wee bit, of, a lot of thought to share with you today um, and a wee bit of teaching. So, because when you look at the, the book of songs, the song of songs, it can be complicated the first time you look at it, and you can get a bit confused, because you look, and it's a romantic book, but unfortunately, it was written a long time ago, and a lot of the language that they're using in here, we didn't quite get, we're not catching the romantic meaning. I mean, there's somebody in here saying, oh, your hair is like goats, and your teeth are like sheep. And I'm like, nah, mate. I don't want to be told that I've got hair like goats. I mean, could you imagine? So I think the romance of this book's kind of lost on us a wee bit. And it can be a bit confusing. You, you speak to your pals about the Song of Songs, and they're like, I don't really care if it's a boot. I'm a bit confused. And we come by a bit intimidated, don't we? You think, how on earth am I going to get the meaning about this book? But for me, if I had to sum up this book, the Song of Songs, in one word, it would be love. Love, right? And, like, I love a love story, okay? Now, or a romantic story. I love hearing folks' real-life love stories. I'm not into romantic films, actually. A lot of the time, I refuse to watch the rom-coms. Not into that at all. Um, every Christmas, my mom and Kylie, bless her, always try to get me to watch the Channel 5 Hallmark movies. In fact, I think October hits and I start getting the, the, the messages on WhatsApp. Ooh, the Hallmark movie, it's on. Me and mom and Kylie have got like a little group that we news in and I'm always like, I'm not watching it. I can't exactly what's going to happen. The movie will start. There will be a girl from the big city called Noelle. Or her name might be Holly. See if I can get me this. 
and she will be about her career and she will meet a man and he will be a carpenter or he might be a cookie baker. So it's all that romantic. I'm near to that, but I do really enjoy hearing people's romantic stories. I really do enjoy that. And I love um, asking couples, like, how did you meet? Like, what happened the first time you meet each other? Did you like each other or did you just laugh? And I love to hear stories of how folk have proposed. So if anybody has got a really good proposal story, feel free to share that with me, especially if there is grand gestures involved. I love a big proposal story. Um, and it was funny, I met a wifey for Ireland at Bible College at the start of March. She was also doing her MIT interview. In fact, I was 10 OS, and 8 OS were ladies, and only two were guys. And I think that's the first time that's ever happened in Elam history, is hearing like the 80% being female applying and interviewing to be ministers. So it's exciting times. Female, whoop, right? Anyway, one of my chums, my new chums for Ireland, she was telling me it had just been her 30th anniversary. And when her and her husband were growing up, they worked in the cinema. And that's where they met. They met when they worked in a cinema. And for the 30th anniversary, he surprised her. He drove her all the way back to the original cinema that they had worked in and took her on a date where they had worked as youngsters. And new is a family. They love and teach theology and they love movies and they, they love Marvel. I'm like, you're living the dream. I was like, hold on a minute. You all like theology and you like movies. I was like, so she was my new best friend that day. So I was asking ah, about her, her stories and about her life. So it was great. So I love hearing people's lovely romantic stories. You see, this, bit, this book for me really is a divine romance between the man and the woman representing Christ and his church. And for me, I find it quite easy to view my relationship with Jesus like that in an intimate way. It is very much he pursued me, he wooed me, he changes me with his love. It's a transforming love that you've encountered. There's things in our lives that folk can try and get us to change over and over again, like totally at you. But it's just that moment with Jesus, that love that you encounter, and it just changes you. I mean, you kind of describe it. Somebody's tried to change me for the past 10 years, and it's just in Jesus one second because of this love that you encounter with him. For me, this book and God's word really is about his amazing, transforming love. Um, so I'm going to read to you a chapter two. So if you're on your Bible or on your phones, it's Song of Songs, chapter two the day. I'm going to read from verse 10 up until 13. So I'll just give you a second to find out. Right. Hopefully you're all there. Song of Songs 2. My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling. I'm sure that's how you are walking each other up in the morning, isn't it? Arise, my darling. I'm sure that's every day for you. My beautiful one, come with me. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. 
the fig tree forms its early fruit and the blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Now, when I read these verses, which I'll get in to in a minute, or a wee bit of teaching, it is, it's the perfect picture of what Christ's love and romance has done in my life and continues to move me out of a place of winter in a place of spring. And it's an eternal spring. It goes on. And, and that should be an ongoing thing for us as well. So I want to think about that for a moment. So we've encountered two seasons in our scripture right now. We've got winter and you've got spring. Okay, so shout out. So I need you to engage in my bit. I'm giving the permission to shout, okay? We can answer. What words do you associate with winter? Snow, cold, dark. Anything else? What was that? Storms, storms. Yep. There's no wrong answers, by the way. You can just shout winter words. Okay, so we've got a few here, okay? So this is what I had doing. Cold, blue, darkness, dead things. In the winter, there's nothing on the trees. That frustrates me when I'm out walking and it just has dead trees. And I'm like, oh, Lord, we're in winter again. I'm like, come on, first spring. But can we need our season, so I didn't argue with the Lord. But can we can think about things like harshness, frost, and your wheat. And it's a tough season in winter. And for me, in this scripture, it represents my life without Christ. Our lives without Christ is almost a place of winter or darkness. And in Matthew 4, and it says, there are people living in a darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land. See, before Jesus, we were dead spiritually. And there's that winter season associated up before he encountered the love of Jesus. And in Ephesians 2, it says that we were dead in our, transgress- in our trends and our transgressions. For me, before Christ, I was in a winter season. I was unaware of the love that Jesus hid for me and the salvation that I could walk out in my life and share with others and be transformed by it. So winter for me within here is almost the journey before Jesus. Before he comes into your life, we are love and spring. It's like he marks us come alive. We were dead spiritually and we are raised again in a new life. And he marks my want to come alive. And when I'm encountering Lord in my daily walk with him, I still feel like he's bringing me life. Like every day my spirit is renewed in a new life. It's like that song um, that we sing some like, he makes me come alive. It's a worship song that we sing here. He makes me come alive. Does he make you come alive this morning? Are you thinking about Jesus when you come in here and experiencing the refreshing? Because it's hard when we're doing our journey and it's busy and we're tired and we've got stuff going on. But when you come into his presence, you should be experiencing that refreshing, that love, that spring. You should be going out with a spring in your step. It's not to pretend everything's wonderful, but there's a lightness and a love to encounter with Christ when we're walking this journey with him. It's very much a transforming love. So when we go back to this scripture, after it says the winter has gone, there's another season appears within here. So fit season, do we go on to left or winter? Spring. We go on to spring. 
I thought, thank, praise the Lord, we are in spring. What kind of words do you associate with spring then? New life? Daffodils? Color? Anything else? What else do you see? Growth. Yes. New life and growth. Brightness. We like others. We like spring, don't we? We love when the sun comes out. And we love that we hear the same conversation every night. Oh, it's seven o'clock and it's still light. How much times have you heard that? A swick. In your workplaces. Oh, seven o'clock and it's near dark. We love to, it's like a public announcement in a broch, isn't it? Right? You see it on Facebook, you hear it in the shops and your workplaces. We love to let Abedi Ken that the sun ain't going down until half past eight. Right? We love it. But we do, it just changes us when the season comes on. I mean, I have done a few train journeys and bus journeys, and there's been a lot of lambs. Um, now kicking a boot and it feels kind of they're so full of energy they're just like bouncing up and doing like tiggers and you're like oh look at them they've got little lugs and I thought can you just want to take them home but they stink lambs stink you do not want to have them in your house the quines can tell you about that um we had lambs for a while at work um but we don't now but they're cute aren't they they're cute to look at but again it's this great when you're looking about the the fields are full and I'm seeing the lambs and everything's wonderful. And I just, I love that time of year. And one of my favorite things actually, on the run up to spring, winter is just gonna walk and spring's gonna walk start, is the cherry blossoms. And I love cherry blossom trees. That I've got a Pinterest board online that I just saved different pictures of cherry blossoms for our world. Um, and I love um, going to places to try and find them. Um, I remember I went to Japan when I was younger, about 2008, and we went to lots of these beautiful parks, and the cherry blossoms all there are beautiful, and they're huge, um, and I just, I just love them. I love having them on display. I've got them on my shoes. I've got a pair of Vans on, and they've got cherry blossoms on them. I just like them. Um, and every single time that I read that piece of scripture that I read out to you, I always think about cherry blossoms. It's the visual that would come up in my mind. I think about Jesus and about what he's doing in my life and salvation, but I, I always hear cherry blossoms in my mind. And I think, actually, my cover photo on Facebook I knew is a picture of a cherry blossom with this verse that I had deemed ages ago. Um, so I started to look in to cherry blossoms. So cherry blossoms are one of the very first things to appear as a sign of new life very early just before spring. In Japan, cherry blossoms are also called sakura, a special flower for the people in the country. And they're a symbolic flower of the spring, a time of renewal, and the fleeting nature of life. Their life is very short, and after their beauty peaks around two weeks, the blossoms start to fall. So it was funny that Gilbert spoke about the fleetingness of life and us needing Christ. Because when I was reading this about the cherry blossoms, thinking about Jesus, thinking about my salvation, and I was like, I'm going to remember that. The fleeting nature. So as beautiful as the cherry blossoms are, they only hung around for about two weeks and they're gone. It's such a short season for them. You've got to catch them. You've got to grab it. 
you go and get the good pictures. You've got to go find further out because you've only got a limited amount of time to get the beauty of it. And I thought, isn't that just a reminder of Jesus in the gospel? The love of Jesus that changed my life. And Jesus is love himself. And I love thinking about us as symbolic flower of spring and fleeting nature of life. <clears throat> you see, we need to remind ourselves in the light of eternity, our lives are very, very short. They're fleeting. They're fleeting days, like up blossoms. But we're viewing this in the face of eternity. In the face, like, eternity really is a long time because it never ends and it goes on and on and on. If when you think about it, our life on earth is just a small amount of time. Like the days can feel really, really long. But every now and, get, every now and then, the Lord would remind us that how fleeting our life actually is. And you can think about it, especially I knew from we, we, we lose somebody like Margaret that we all can and love. Actually, life is very, very short. Near that it's valuable, but but we ought to think about eternity. It, your life is valuable because Jesus came and died because it was valuable. Can in James 4 it says, What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And in Psalm 90 it says, Number our days, they quickly pass and fly away. And these can be words of hope for us if we consider Jesus and eternity. Because when I think about cherry blossoms, I can that the Lord has moved me out as winter and as eternal spring in my life. Irregardless of the journeys that I walk through on earth, I am gone to eternity with Jesus because he fit he did in the cross. I'm walking in that eternal hope and eternal life with Christ. So it can be a hope when we think about the fleeting journey that we do on earth. There's so little and we've got eternity to look forward to. Far is your eternity, we? Because Jesus came to die so that we could hear an eternity we him, an eternal spring. Need just a few, good, a few good days on earth, but a forever spring we him. See, he wants you to be alive like a cherry blossom tree. It's a really abstract thing to say. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> But he wants you to be alive forever in him because he is reigning forever new in heaven because he died on that cross and he rose again for us. And that is why that we do not grieve like the world that has no hope. We have a hope. Can we've lost Margaret and we grieve with her family and we pray for them. But she is in glory right now with Jesus. She had decided in that fleeting life of hers right back in the 50s or 60s, I think, she chose to walk in that eternal spring with Jesus and ended and get into glory with him. So we have got a hope when we walk in us earth, like Margaret had a hope, and she's in glory. Who knows what she's doing now, surrounded by her loved ones and hente with Jesus. She's probably hente or something. I have heen so much fun times remembering Margaret. I used to go around to see her every couple of weeks when I was younger, and we would hear tea, and we'd hear pieces. And she would put you into the kitchen to make a tea. See, this was a good thing about Margaret. She loved you to death, but she was not scared 
to give you a row when you need a row, because we need rows sometimes. And I am thankful for that firm moment that she was firm with me. Bless her. But she is walking in that eternal spring right now because of Jesus. Consider eternity in your day in life. This morning, folks. Remember, we're in the time at Easter as well. It's the Easter holidays, the burns are off. And Easter's not just this, this cute story for us to tell every year and buy chocolate. But the reality is that Jesus died for us. He died on the cross and he rose again so that we could have eternal life. And we get to partake what right now. It's not that we just need to live life and wait for heaven. I've got my ticket. I'm just going to sit here miserable. No, there's a part of eternal life that you get to partake of right now in Jesus. Part of that hope, not spring, you can partake of what now would be in we him. I would encourage you, get into his presence, get into his word and encounter that spring moments in your life is your day in life. So my challenge and my encouragement is to you, get in that place with Jesus this morning and encounter the spring of life we have. Let's close our eyes and I'll wrap up. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your word and I thank you for your love. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just water the seeds that have been planted in the lives of this place this morning. That we would walk out here changed because we have encountered something of the love of Jesus. That we have encountered Christ himself. And I pray that this week, this eternal spring that has been gifted us, Lord, because of your sacrifice, would just be very much a part of our journey, Lord. Jesus, we want to lift you up. We want to thank you for the love that you have for your church the love that you have for your bride. I pray as we continue a journey in this book, the Song of Songs, that you would minister in our hearts that our true value, Lord, is the bride, O Christ, that we would rise up, Lord, in the identity, O the bride, O Christ, that would be transformed as the bride. We would walk up, walk around with our heads held high as the bride of Christ. And I just feel that I want to say that the time for walking with your head down is over. You are the beloved of Christ this morning. You are the bride of Christ, and he is the lifter of your head. You can walk with your head held high because you are in Christ. You are made clean because of the blood of Christ, and you can walk looking forward, looking up in the love of Jesus. Go forward this week, church emboldened because you are the bride of Christ, that you have encountered the ultimate divine romance that is Jesus in your life, and that should change you. Lord, I pray that it would change us as a church, that we encounter your love. It wouldn't just be words, that we would experience how wide and how deep that your love actually is for us, O oh Lord. And we thank you for the privilege of being able to come into your presence today and encounter the love of God. And O oh Lord, I pray that you would be glorified in our lives as we share about what Jesus has done in our lives. Let us be so full of your love that it outpours onto the people in our workplaces or in toddlers groups or in coffee shops. Oh, Lord, I thank you, God, for what you say to us in our hearts. May you be glorified this week in our lives. In your name, amen.